everybody welcome to episode 81 of founders gyan and thanks for tuning in each week we talk to a founder about an interesting topic and this week our topic is sales 101 for startups and we are chatting with the founder and ceo of mintly.in sudan do check out foundersgyan.com/ep81 for the show notes to links to all that we talk about on the show are you ready let's get started Hello everybody today we have another great guest on the show he is uh, Sudan Shanmugasundaram and uh, he's he's the founder and CEO of mintly.in that is m i n t l y dot i n um so sudan thank you so much for joining us uh, could you please give us a quick introduction uh, about yourself and your company uh Thank you thank you Ram for having me on the show um so my company Mintly is a <clears throat> is an online place for uh, sales um professionals related to you know content uh, jobs and uh, we build a community of uh, uh sales professionals in the retail uh, FMCG and uh, finance industries uh, primarily focused on the south indian market and uh, we are a us based startup and uh, we started about 2 years back as a core company called hr cube and then we pivoted further and uh, we launched mintly as a new um, entity um, in last september september 2016 so this came out of a pain point that a lot of our clients faced in india primarily on the retail sector where uh, they were not able to find the right sales talent irrespective of uh, other leading uh, you know job platforms out there in the market so we did a intensive research on the uh, problems and we reached out to many um, hiring managers and uh, you know sales and business heads in various clients and we found out there is a uh, there is a market need for our plat- for our product so that's how we quickly launched mintly as a pivoted version um, in september and since then we have seen a, a tremendous growth month by month from a client perspective and we have about uh, 315 clients uh, using our uh, product um, on a regular basis in india awesome awesome so uh, our topic for the day is uh, uh, sales 101 for startup so uh, uh, i think that uh, ties in very well uh, sudan with your company and i think uh, uh, i think it's great that you offered to talk about uh, uh how startups can uh, can uh, do some of the basic sales stuff uh, uh, i mean you you have a company that's doing sales and marketing uh, uh for a lot of com- uh, customers i mean 300 plus uh, customers so uh, really really uh, uh, really grateful and thankful to you for uh, coming on the show to share your knowledge uh, with myself and our listeners sure um see uh, one of the things is we found out um sales as a as a, as a career has been undermined meaning like uh, even now people think uh, sales is something like a door to door salesman uh, for example i'm selling uh, some product or a pencil i'm going on a street and selling no it's not actually it has matured a lot and if you look at from a sales channel perspective you know someone who's even delivering a food is part of the sales channel someone delivering a product either through you know any other e-commerce they are part of the sales channel so there are many 
things happening in sales you have the inside sales you have the channel sales you have like you know outbound sales you know customer sales everything is there you know so what people have a fear is about oh if i get into sales um, maybe i should go on a field all the time and do this so that's not right you know so there is actually a significant misconception or misunderstanding about sales as a profession and uh, many even in the uh, you know the developed markets like the US and UK uh, people take sales as a last option in their career you know they are either engineers or they are either doctors or other professions before they say okay i don't have anything to do okay let me get into sales because uh, before i get broke i want to be in sales at least that's my career option i have uh but a lot of the companies if you look at the core uh, uh core important thing needed is the sales if they don't do sales there's no business right 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 I, so, so i think i think that uh, brings me nicely to my first question so uh, i think uh, we have established uh, here that sales is very important uh, and uh, it's not just door to door selling and of course uh, startups and uh, uh, startup founders who are listening out there uh, i'm sure they they understand the importance of sales because without sales uh, i mean really uh, your startup has no value in the in the market you might have the greatest product but uh, if you don't sell it uh, this there's no use of it so uh, let's let's dive into some questions here now um, so one of the questions that i had for you was uh, every startup needs a sales team right so uh, but they're also bootstrapped at the same time so how can we build a sales team without spending too much money right so the first thing i mean from from mentally what we did is like uh, we didn't hire any um, people with fancy you know experience or uh, from uh, i you know top notch schools uh, i mean when i say schools like uh, colleges what we did is like uh, we pick people with a, a psychology background uh we picked somebody with an uh, undergrad who has a uh, you know the mindset to experiment themselves so for example um you know i have done my engineering but i don't like engineering you know i want to get into uh, something where i can uh, apply my creative knowledge at the same time i have uh, you know i have uh, this uh, the, what we call this in you know, the social uh, mindset like I, i want to connect with people i'm a people mindset person i want to you know go out and you know uh, talk to people that kind of a mindset so what we found out was like we were we tested this with the many candidates and one thing worked surprisingly is someone with a, a social work background someone with a psychology background you know those kind of people from an art background they do extremely they good if they train really well they extremely good at selling okay so when we say selling we don't sell our product we sell the vision okay we sell how a client could you know uh, to could be better off by using a product okay and how we can add value to them so that's what we said we don't push our product we don't ask them okay you buy this we are better than them we are better than them. we look at okay what's your problem and how we are solving how this solution will add you value by x time maybe it's uh, from the profit perspective or from a revenue perspective or from you know productivity perspective it could be anyways yeah so the, the 
hiring the uh, you know the entry level people especially like uh, uh, you know someone who can be trained as an intern and then train them you know make them adapt to the sales methodology whatever the you know uh, the founders have you know and then try to reach out to the clients using that as a concept i think that works out really well a lot of times what happens is uh, you know companies go and hire people from you know um, you know the top schools and then they pay a lot of money you don't want to do that you know all you have to as long as the founders are very clear about hey, this is our product and this is what we are solving in the market and how good we are you know and once you're able to transfer that knowledge and train that uh, you know the first sales hire they can do really well they will make mistakes you know i mean we made a lot of mistakes and but you learn from them right so 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 that's 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 a that's a good point now uh, when you talk about all these uh, hiring of all these sales people so uh, do you think uh, you need to hire say a sales manager at the start or uh, you know should the uh, founder co- co-founder uh, kind of lead the sales people how, how exactly do you see this i mean uh, do you hire the sales set sales associate first what what's kind of the uh, approach you would take and uh, what what's what what have you seen working and would recommend um the be- the first thing is like the founder or founders should be in sets i mean uh, that that's uh, uh, one of at, the traits at, at least one uh, of the founders right at least one of the founders one of the founders one of the founders should have at least that is one of the common uh, trait they should have because uh, if you are not able to as a founder or founder one of them if they are not able to sell their uh, you know their product vision to the clients and uh, that something is wrong okay number one so number two uh, I wouldn't recommend anyone to hire uh, a sales manager or a head of sales. You hire a first sales associate, maybe an intern or someone with a one year experience, you know, and then uh, train them, you know, train them to bring them into that your startup uh, product or mindset. And then, you know, uh, for, for probably period of uh, six months, you know, it'll take some time, you know, for a period of six months, you know, I'll work with them. You know, so wherever if you are going, you know, bring that person with you and then so that uh, they are able to observe, you know, how we are pitching, the, you know, our uh, product to the client and then slowly, you know, uh, transfer those knowledge to them and then build from there. And ideally, this person, if they are able to bring in the, you know, uh, the clients, uh, uh, you know, into the into your uh, company. That person could be groomed into uh, becoming a future sales uh, manager or sales uh, head, actually. You know, uh, because a lot of times uh, the we end up as a startup, we make mistakes. One of the things is like we hire the key people, which is like, you know, the people at the, uh, you know, executive level. And then uh, because they don't, uh, most of the time they don't get in and, you know, you know, um, uh, you know, get on the field, you know. So that's one problem I see most often. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So your recommendation would be just hire the sales associates and let the founder uh, or the founders who are in uh, who are taking care of the sales uh, to kind of directly mentor them and work with them and uh, kind of uh, take it uh, forward from there. Right. Right. So two people, for example, don't hire the one person. Like if you if I found one of the founders is part of the doing the active sales, have one more person so you can compare and hire one more sales associate after a month or two months. So if two people are there, you know, like, you know, who's selling, who's not selling. 
in okay. a very specific way. Great. Great. Now, now one of the questions that I had was that you said one of the founders uh, should be in sales, but uh, often uh, it happens that uh, sometimes uh, people with technical backgrounds or engineering backgrounds or product backgrounds uh, kind of join together and uh, create uh, startups. So, what should uh, they do? I mean, if they don't have the sales uh, knowledge within the founding team, uh, should they get an, another founder who's like kind of strong in sales or at that point, should they kind of uh, break the rule that you mentioned and kind of quickly hire a head of sales or something uh, to help them? Uh, w- what would you suggest uh, for such founders? Um, I don't think they need to go and hire a um, you know separate person for the sales, a sales head. The reason is... If you look at we as individuals, we are part of we we are salespeople. Everybody's a salespeople. We don't realize that. For example, when you are go uh, grown up as a kid, we we convince our parents to buy something. So we are selling our our we are pull, pushing them to get something for us. So I think one of the founders should be able to figure out, hey. You know, I have this product. I can polish myself. I can groom the sales skills. Maybe get some training. Find some mentors who can mentor them. Okay, and you know, get into the sales. You know, and uh, there is no right or wrong methods in sales, right? Every every client, every product is totally different. Okay, so one thing they need to do is like you know, someone has to get in and you know, get trained. You know, get their hands dirty, make mistakes. Learn from it and move on, rather than hiring another person. And I don't think that's the right approach. Okay. And uh, how do we get this training? I mean, uh, is there some uh, uh, books you can recommend, or is there some resources? What What, what would you say is a good way? So I understand uh, part of the thing and uh, part of what you're saying. Uh, now, if if it's my own product and I'm one of the founders, then there's no better person to sell. Uh, my product than myself because I, I I completely know the product I completely know the vision so it's better that I sell it than hire somebody else to do the selling for me but exactly how do I get trained uh, any resources that you can recommend off the top of your head um I would say like the, the read all the books you know there's no one or one or two books every book because every book has some uh, you know uh, things that you can take away. Number one. Number two, um, uh, there are a few books I recommend. Like one of them is a Thinking Fast and Slow. Um, that was one of the books by uh, uh, Daniel um, uh, Kahneman. And it's a fantastic book. It talks about the, um, the psychology and how the human brain works. And uh, the other book is um, Influence. Uh, by Robert Cialdini. It's a very book about persuasions um, where uh, as a as a founder, we can understand how the customers or the clients think and how the users think, you know, um, and then often like we we end up losing our productivity as a founders. So one of the books is like the, the one thing is written by Gary Keller. It's a phenomenal book. And uh, it talks about how you can uh, be ultra focused on one thing at a time, because as a founder, and especially if you're in sales, you get like sidetracked all the time because, yeah, you know, you, you have multiple things to take care. In addition to your building your team, you know, hiring the right people, you know, uh, follow up with the clients. So, so many things. So this one thing is like a, uh, it, it gives you the tools to focus on one thing at a time. You know, the thing. So, um, and then, um, you know, uh, 
attend these you know the uh, trade shows or the seminars is another thing like a dale carnegie institute i think they are also having in the mumbai i believe in india um, they can attend some training material get some training materials and start polishing so the only way to really learn is to get on the field and learn from it right right just, just like just like anything right i mean the only way exactly. to learn something is by doing it so yeah i think i think some great advice there and uh, some uh, great books there uh, i usually ask for books at the end of uh, uh, almost at the end of the interview but i think uh, uh, i i found it uh, really apt to ask you about some books because you are talking about training so so thanks for sharing that now um, let me ask you a couple of personal questions now what's the Uh, best advice that you have heard and you try to follow maybe in your own life uh, in your in your job in your career uh, in your business yeah <laughs> so one of my mentors um uh, told me i when i went through some tough time in my life um i always look at like how do everybody have a 24 hours only you know in the world um how do successful people are successful what is the thing that they do that i'm not doing it and one of my mentors mentioned me three things you know do it in life number one get up early number two you know you got to read a lot of books uh, number three you got to eat healthy and work out okay so that was actually an advice that really really it uh, it caught my attention i thought you know what i'm going to do exactly the same thing and uh, uh, it's it's been i've been doing that and most of the time and uh, i could see the uh, difference it made in my life mm, awesome awesome so so what time yeah what time do you get up in the mornings 4:30 4:30 wow it's <laughs> uh, pretty early <laughs> yeah i get up at 4:30 and uh, i have my own daily rituals and i okay, follow the share, share that share that with us please sure um Okay, I get up at 4:30 and then um I do the you know drink a glass of water and uh, uh do a meditation for 5 minutes and uh, once I'm done with the meditation I write it down on my journal like uh, the six things I want to do in that day particular day uh then I do a 40 minute workout um uh, and uh make my own breakfast you know um and then uh, i got a okay six things what i want to do i got this you know that block the time okay and then uh, un- uh, you know cross those things that are not important on the day okay so by the time i hit like uh, 5 pm in the evening so my day is almost done you know like a, it's a long day and then i look at reflect on what i did in the whole day that i can learn from it and then i implement on the next day where i can also improve okay so before i uh, go to, i go to bed at 9 uh before i go to bed like i look at like you know okay what should i do for the next day and then uh, read you know read about 10 pages of uh, uh, you know uh, autobiography you know a book inspiring book so it gets me reflect my thoughts mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. um awesome awesome so what what are, what are you reading right now what what autobiography are you reading right now um there's a book called the right brothers yes yes uh, i've heard of it yep yep Mm. by david pickle it's a phenomenal book because imagine like you know one of the uh, the innovations something like a human being is able to cherish is the uh, f- flight we are flying like a bird 
right? I mean, it's phenomenal, like how they went through so many struggles uh, to get there, you know, uh, get it for us. It's, it's, it's unbelievable, you know. Um, so I, I was actually so much uh, enthralled by the, you know, the, the innovation and the passion they had. So, uh, and I do, I do allocate my dates because what I found out was uh, people get caught up, you know, get distracted a lot. Yes, so many distractions. For example, I don't have uh, uh, Facebook uh, on my uh, on my mobile. I don't have that. You know, I get distracted. So I don't. Uh, and then uh, I have a podcast day on a Sunday. I listen to only podcast. And I have the I spend about four hours a day on books, reading and you know trying to implement or get some tips and trying to you know implement them in my in my personal life in my business as well. So it's uh I think no days are different days. I mean, but you also have your own uh, personal timing. You know, take some time off. You know, um, reflect on you know the things you have done. You know how you can improve. You know every day. If you like this show, do follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The link is www.facebook.com slash foundersgyan and twitter.com slash foundersgyan. Both these provide you daily tips and articles as well as resources to help and inspire your startup. There are multiple tips per day. Some examples of these tips would be articles on the latest startups, growth hacking tips, how do you build team for startups, how to get funding, etc. So don't forget facebook.com slash foundersgyan and twitter.com slash foundersgyan. Okay, great, great. Thanks thanks for sharing that. I think that's really, uh, really insightful. And uh, I think uh, you're doing a lot of the things that uh, people read about. So uh, it's it's great to uh, meet a person, you know, who, who does actually implement those things. And, 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 uh, and you're an example of uh, some kind of a success. Uh, by following these so uh, so thank you so much for sharing that now uh, what would be what would you define as your worst entrepreneurial moment and the lessons you learned from it now as a as a background to our listeners i'm just going to uh, talk about uh, the fact that you had four previously failed startups before this uh, and so this is your fifth startup and i think you're starting to see some traction uh, but Amongst all of those, what would you consider as your worst moment, and what did you learn from it? Wow, it's a it's a it's a it's a tough question. Yeah, so um, I think uh, the worst moment is like um, I was um, uh, wrong about certain things about me. Okay, uh, and then I, uh, I I challenge my myself. I question my beliefs. And then I learned from it. Um, for example, um, I, w- I thought like I was uh, um, I was calculating on you know spending money on my uh, you know, ventures, you know because I completely bootstrapped so far. Uh, but I realized you know like uh, when when I, one of my you know one of my good friends like uh, looked at challenged me on certain things I was wrong I said hmm probably I need to learn more about uh, uh, you know um, uh, balancing my financial stuff you know from a business perspective and the personal as well so I learned it number one uh, number two um, 
when we approach our uh, i actually by the way i fired i fired two of my advisors in the in the past 3 uh, years uh, and the reason being like you know uh, people the, the, the people's true intention you don't know um, you can't trust them at the first insight you know sometimes what happens is like you know the motivational factor is different because uh, you know as a startup right it's not about the money okay i think it's truly truly as a as a as a founder you have to be passionate about okay whatever happens i want to solve this problem i want to find a solution to this problem as a startup right so but what happens is i found out like there were uh, people around me they were trying to be motivated towards money you know which is something uh, 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 not the uh, the path that i was i want to take care um so i end up has to get it of them fight them okay um so uh, those moments is like really you know the questioning the beliefs i think it's uh, it's very important because a lot of times in human psychology we always believe or okay yeah but yeah you have to look at a different perspective what if this, this is not the right thing you know so i learned it actually so so it was not easy to fire your advisors i'm telling you okay and you know you had a good relationship with them but you know it is what it is you know you got to do it because the team comes first you know the business comes first you know there's no emotional things here right 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 understood understood okay so now let's get back into our topic i have another three or four questions about sales uh, and then uh, uh, we will wrap this conversation now uh, one of the questions that i i was thinking to myself was uh, uh, the fact that uh, a lot of uh, startups are in the catch 22 situation where uh, you know they need sales and profitability but at the same time they don't have enough funds to go market and uh, hire people and and get those sales so Uh, in your mind would you say startup should focus on uh, sales and profit profitability or uh, should they focus on fundraising i think i know the answer uh, but yeah i want to hear it from you <laughs> yeah um i truly believe you know the growth and profitability are the most important things for any startup you know um and uh, uh, i had a thought process about a three years back you know what like every other startup you see in the media you know a this xyz company raised this much capital and then they burnt it and then they don't show the you know um, the the profitability the true thing is like think about like you know 100 years back there was no venture capitalists you know uh, 100 years back there was no angel investors you know people companies built it from the scratch it took them time Seven years, ten year period. But now, after these uh, VC people get in, so you see, the, you know, startups getting the money, and then they, you know, uh, they uh, do the user growth, and then they get acquired or they get burnt out. The pro- most of the times, what happens is like, you know, there is a cycle. The cycle used to be like, if you look at twenty ten uh, to twenty fourteen, there was a lot of startups getting funded. They got luckily they were acquired, even if they before they made profitability. but now the the shift is changing where investors are looking at hey do you have a not just a revenue do you show a profitability path how long it's going to take okay so now the cycle is only the startup that have the rock solid fundamental models they can survive and most of them other rest of them will get shut down right so if the focus should be on sales 
how do we find our first say five customers or, or first few customers that can get us that sales and profitability yeah okay so the the best way is to you know get in and then offer them for free okay so find out the it need not be the customers who are big customers as long as i mean the clients we call um the reason is uh, you need to get in and have your product validated okay if you find like the the clients that are willing to try that out on a trial version give them lifetime free okay because they are the one who believed in your product and say you know what i am ready to validate this and give you the feedback because once you have that validation and if they like the product and then once you improve the product they can vouch you they can be your supporters you know they can always endorse your product and then they can give you references mm, right. and every every client will know that you know see nobody is going to do it everything for free and some point of time once they they like that hey this particular product is helping us they will want to pay you you know and that's how we did for the first five clients we did it for free you know uh, and uh, even now we have a great relationship with them and they referred many other clients you know it takes time you know if you look at a saas based model it will take time you know and uh, as long as you are persistent you keep going and you know uh, talking to them, i'm sure they will be able to do that and by the way surprising thing is lot of times we don't ask actually you know the clients are willing to uh, you know see if there any uh, product or a service that can solve their problems and they are willing to open up their hands and say okay you know we'll do it we'll validate it mm-hmm. so so word of mouth is very important right in the startup world i mean uh, yeah maybe you you get uh, fi- i mean you give your product for free for five customers but they might refer uh, five more and in turn i mean the multiplier effect then comes into place i mean uh, provided you have a good product and good service right right uh, word of mouth is very very powerful number one number two is like uh, um, you, we have to as founders have to invest time in understanding the pain points of the client and uh, trying to learn from what better we can do to solve their other problems uh, maybe for example uh, we have at situations where uh, our clients had problems in an area we are totally unaware of and then we were able to find uh, you know other uh, even the competitors or other partners who could help them so we referred uh, our clients to other people you know so they were able to leverage it you know so that's how it was so that's where the relationships comes in the picture and most of the times founders as we are more focused on raising capital which is also important but they they don't focus on building a relationship with the clients mm okay okay got it got it so uh now we are almost at the end of the interview so uh, sudan so uh, i think uh, you have shared some really great and useful information i'm pretty sure uh, the session can go for a couple of hours uh, if if needed uh, but unfortunately in the interest of time uh, we need to keep it brief so uh, if you were to uh, mention uh, top uh, say tips and challenges with regards to sales in startups what would what would they be uh, in your mind number 1 um how can we add value to our uh, clients you know and uh, don't expect anything in return number 1 um 
number two, be a trusted partners. It's very important. When I say trusted partners, the client has to believe in w- what we are uh, uh, offering. And then uh, because the price and the cost comes later, you know, but that's trusted partner is very important so that they can refer that word of mouth. What we discuss, it's going to get doubled and tripled. Mm. So it's not just the client, but it's like more like uh, you're working with them together to solve their problems. Right. More than exactly. a, more than a client. OK, OK, go on. Exactly. So in no, number three, um, it is it's very important to build a face to face relationship with the clients. As and when important because what happens is now because of this, uh, you know, the technology, we often uh, lose that. We just, uh, you know, we understand there are many inbound sales and we do that. But it's very important. Get out of the room, get out of the office and go and meet them on the field and validate. Okay. And uh, we have I have a practice where I reach out to my clients on and off and say, hey, here are the top five uh, things that you can improve in your business. Top five ideas that I, I think you can improve in your uh, in existing business. They liked it. You know, so what it means is like I, I, I push I push my team to we should know more about the client than themselves. Okay, because ultimately the client have their, you know, the closed approach where they focus on the business, but they don't think through on the outside, outside, out of the box. Maybe someone can add, but hey, why don't you look at this way? You know, why don't you, you know, think in this market? You know, there could be potential opportunities for you guys. Right, right. Okay, awesome, awesome, awesome. Thanks for sharing those uh, uh, tips. So, any any challenges with regards to sales? I mean, uh, I, I think you talked about tips, but uh, anything that you think is a is a big big like uh, challenge that uh, or a, or a stumbling block that startups need to overcome. Um, it's the brand identity and uh, the building that uh, trust. It doesn't happen overnight. And uh, and uh, we always have this uh, misconception. Okay, you know, we're gonna be the next Facebook, or you know, we're gonna do this like a hundred, ten thousand customers, and I know it never happen. Okay, the reality go one by one. It takes time. So instead of having uh, the challenges when we have a, a extremely uh, uh, you know the long reach goals, like okay, getting ten thousand customers, uh, then you lose oversight. That's one of the challenges because they always think big. It's no wonder you have to think big, but you have to act small. Hmm. Think, think big and so act small, right? Think big, but yeah, act small, yeah. right? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, brand brand identity is something that we need to work for. It doesn't happen overnight. So, I think that's that's a challenge, but that's something that uh, we need to s- strive for and and kind of build it. Uh, it can't be overnight, like you say. Uh, so, so yeah, great, great, uh, great uh, points there with regards to uh, challenges uh, with regards to uh, sales for startups. Uh, so, uh, I just have one final question uh, to wrap up this interview. But uh, before we go to that. Uh, What's the best way to keep in touch with you, reach out uh, to reach out to you? Uh, there are a lot of uh, startup founders, uh, would-be founders listening out there. Maybe they're interested in your services. Of course, if they're interested in your services, they can go to uh, mintly.in, www.mintly.in uh, to check out your website and check out your products and uh, get in touch with you. But personally, on a personal level, uh, if founders want to reach out to you to bounce some ideas, to just have a general discussion, 
what's the best way to reach out to you? Are you active on uh, emails, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter? What's what's the best way to reach out to you? The best way is the LinkedIn, um, and I'm always uh, um, uh, I, I'm active on LinkedIn. I'm responsive uh, to LinkedIn within 24 hours usually, and uh, the other social medias is like uh, it's two distractions. Okay. Um, and the best way is LinkedIn. Yeah. Awesome. I will. Uh, I, I will link uh, your LinkedIn profile on the show notes page so that uh, uh, people can get in touch with you. So uh, with that, we'll move on to the final question. So uh, just imagine that uh, whatever we have talked about doesn't air uh, and uh, there's only time to air one, only one gyan uh, with regards to sales for startups. Uh, what would that one piece of advice be if, if everything else can be ignored? The one piece of advice that you think is a must that startups should try to follow? Always take the clients first. That's very important and add tremendous value to the client businesses. Okay. And when I say client, don't treat your client as customers. There's a difference. The customers, the transaction ends. That's called customer. But if you are in a client, you are building a long lasting relationships. Mm, okay. Awesome, awesome advice, uh, Sudan. Uh, thank you so much for that. And uh, it was a real pleasure chatting with you. And uh, I'm so, so glad and happy that uh, uh, you're doing extremely well. And I wish you continued uh, success uh, in, your, in your venture, Sudan. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ram, for having me on the show. Appreciate it. Yeah. That's it for today, folks. Hope you enjoyed the show. Do check out foundersgyan.com slash EP81 for the show notes. And do recommend this show to your friends if you liked it. We'll be back next week with yet another startup founder and an interesting topic. Until then, do keep working on your own startup. And remember that action is always better than reading books or listening to podcasts. Adio and bye for now.